It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you looking at my spot? That's like the eighth time you've asked me that today. No, I'm not looking at your spot. What are you looking at then? I'm looking at, I'm looking at you between your eyes. I see no desire in your, in your expression. God, you're so- You're looking at my zip, which you made me squeeze. You're you're behaving very strangely today, and I want you to stop. Am I? Yeah. What's your what, throw me no? An what idea. do you mean? What do you mean? I'm behaving strangely. For listeners who are wondering why we didn't do a podcast last week, it's because the row was much much worse than this. I, I think did do did... the podcast last week because Giles had his period and wasn't feeling very well. Don't narrow your eyes at me. You're being just hypersensitive. And... Oh my god! It's your vaccine. Your vaccine's sent you crazy. That's what's happened. Oh fuck! Do you think? Because my vaccine yes, is. Yes, actually... I do. I do. Is it? It's like you've had. Extra Oxford injection. <laughs> Do you want to throw me an idea to talk about or shall I throw you one? I don't know. I haven't literally, I haven't literally, I've not read the papers today. Okay. Because of this thing where they've closed all the roads and I have to cycle Sam to school and cycle him back. I actually haven't read the papers. Okay, well that actually segues very nicely into my main idea for you this week, which is about traffic. And I know that sounds really boring and traffic is quite boring, except at the moment we are in a little bit of a point of kind of critical transition around traffic and it's not just the London thing I mean obviously the examples I have are from London but I think you know Oxford is very famously they've sort of got difficulties with traffic there are you trying Uh, to broaden your idea out so that it has appealed to our listeners around the red wall and stuff uh, well, I think it's important. I mean, you know, the Times is a national newspaper. It certainly is. London newspaper. Um, so we, should we set the whole thing in Hartlepool? Should we pretend we live there? Or Walsall? Well, we could pretend that we live in, in Salisbury, where the scheme, so the basic name, the name of the scheme, which is causing a lot of uh, division within smaller communities, is called the Low Traffic Neighbourhood Scheme. Why are you saying Salisbury? Is it there? Salisbury in particular is one of my examples, because in Salisbury, they tried to shut basically the centre of Salisbury. And it went horribly, horribly wrong, and they had to reopen the centre of Salisbury. Have you ever been to the centre of Salisbury? I have been many times to the centre of Salisbury, Have yes. you? Yeah. Well, so I've been once, and I wouldn't want to go back. I mean, why would you want no, to get in there? I think there? the people who live around Salisbury, that's where they have they go to do Do they? Oh, you can't yeah. buy much there. Certainly not a John Lewis in the middle of Salisbury. <laughs> I'm really, not sure Salisbury's got a John Lewis. I try to review, review restaurants in the middle of Salisbury. It's a bit mean, because we've probably got a lot of readers in Salisbury. Salisbury's fine. Although, really, if you want to eat, you've got to go to Winchester, which is not far. Right, okay. So... So the low traffic neighbourhood schemes, okay? So it, it, during when the pandemic started, 
individual councils, which all I think already had been charged with doing these low traffic neighbourhood schemes, went hooray, everybody's stuck at home, we can now go ahead doing this without consultation, without informing anyone. And they have shut loads of a little roads and pushed all the traffic onto boundary roads. Because um, away from schools, away from schools, and exactly. but this has been ongoing yeah. for a while. And this poor people are pissed the- off, as poor people always are. But yeah. in this case, uh, pissed off because they feel that the rich people's neighborhoods have had the cars pushed out of them into the poorer neighborhoods. There are so many reasons why people are pissed off about this. So many reasons. One, it just creates worse traffic on boundary roads. Second, some people have no choice but to get in their cars in the morning and in the afternoon, as we do. One of our children goes to school cycling distance away and as it happens with one of the main roads shut between us and Sam's school you've actually had great success in cycling him but to this school is where we but that's only brackets. a recent we put thing. brackets we would like to be walking we are not privileged bourgeois middle class people who are sending the children to private school because they don't think the state schools are good enough for their little princes and princesses we were forced to educate our children privately and that happens a bit far away so we have to drive. I just wanted to we say even, that in case people thought that yeah. I was in some way... Um, I think we're famously pissed off about that situation. Yeah, that we were not given a place at our local primary the, school. The, the primary school that we were given a place at is driving distance away from our house. Even if we had taken up the place that the council assigned us to school our children, it was not in our community. We'd have had to have driven there only to be stabbed in the throat as we got out of the car <laughs> to hand our children to a place which didn't have any teachers in. Yes. So that's te- why we educated The teachers kept on leaving because With the school was regret. so bad. Yes, exactly. So, so okay, so this is not to... to as a journalist, you have to learn quite early on in your career that the newspaper is not really there to settle personal scores and gripes. Although everybody assumes that it is. People say, oh, I bet you get really good service in blur because otherwise you might write about it in the paper. No, sir, that's not really what Do you happens. know what? That's early in journalism. That's not true. In my case, it is true. So every <laughs> time I get a parking ticket, I go, eh, it's copy. Uh, <laughs> and there's always a way of it being copy. So anyway, look, so there's this, yeah, what's so, this okay, column? So, 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 so the column is, I think this has all, is all quite right for kind of satirisation. Satirisation? Is that the word? Do you know where the word satire comes from? Uh, Isn't it one of those kind of weird, like, kind of goatee, nymphy things that plays... Yeah, well, satura lanx, Latin. Um, I've now forgotten slightly what it means, which is a bit annoying, because I've been stopped everybody to listen to it. Everyone listen to me. I think it means full plate or something. For some reason, it's... And, you know, Horatian satire, Horace was the first great sort of satirist, and it's called satura lanx, and I I could be wrong, and people can enjoy me being wrong, but it definitely comes from satura lanx. I'm certainly enjoying you being wrong. And I think it means a full plate, which for some reason is satirical. Anyway, carry on. Okay, fine. So, 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 um... Anyway, so I think that it's, it's all totally stupid. There's too much stick, not enough carrot. People say, walk or cycle. What if it's too far? Get on a bus. But you can't get on a bus because A, all the roads are closed. And B, their own, you know, because of social distancing, you get these buses that are empty sailing past you with stickers saying bus full in the in the window it's just you know because they've just, just closed all the roads and I can't get Sam to school so I've had to start cycling to school with Sam uh I've got to get him to wear a helmet without wearing a helmet and I have to say you have to wear a helmet Sam because it's expected because the, when you arrive at school the kids expect you to be in a helmet and it's safe why aren't you wearing a helmet dad because helmets are for losers right how, how do I get around the fact I'm not wearing no fucking helmet to bicycle but I want to feel the wind in my hair I go slowly it's not going to hurt me I see all these people on scooters they haven't got helmets on none of them none of the people on electric scooters have them none of them I was told off by a mum not told off a mother at our school gates 
raised her eyebrows at me and said, no helmet I see, as I wheeled Sam in. She wasn't wearing a helmet. She had a big scooter. She had a big grown-up size scooter. And I said, you haven't got a helmet either. And I, was, and I was waiting for her to go, well, you don't need one on a scooter. She said, no, you're right, I should. She literally thought that the scooter, far more dangerous thing, wibbly-wobbly thing, not actually, you know, no real precedent for it being used on roads. They use them on pavements. Literally scooting. What kind of a fucking grown-up scoots on a fucking actual big scooter anyway? You know, like an actual, like a peddly-peddly three-year-old thing. Anyway, so I'm not wearing a helmet, so it's quite problematic. Um, mm. But I could write a column about that, which would be sort of more fun. Like, I've, I've got to cycle my kid to school now because we can't drive. He yeah. loves it. He kind of cycles on the pavement and wibbles back into the road with me, wibbles out again. And because the roads are all closed, yeah. we've, we've become cyclists and are really happy about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm just not wearing a helmet. No, well, okay, fine. All right, well, you could, uh, maybe you could write, I wonder what it is about you that invites people to just tick you off. It's really weird. They do it once. No one ever tells me off about anything. You don't do anything wrong. So I don't wear a helmet. Go, by the way, I should say, just to stop Ben cutting all of this out, because he's a millennial hypochondriac risk averse mofo who just thinks you i'm not suggesting you try this at home try it on the road not really (laughs) obviously i'm a twat and you mustn't do this you must all wear helmets all the time and my children do except i'm not going to because i'm not a lame fucker why macho men usually turn out to be big meanies Men with high testosterone levels may be more selfish, a study suggests. Yeah. More than half of a sample of, got, um, of 68 got a top-up of the male hormone before all were asked to decide whether to keep a sum of up to £32 for themselves or take around £14 so someone else could receive a share. I mean, they've literally gone and given people a testosterone jab, then offered them, like, the price of a evening in the pub and said anyway and it turns out that with more testosterone you're more mean now first and i and i thought this was just a great column i would write it because i believe you'll tell me if i'm wrong that for all my flaws i believe myself to be generous with money and things you're generous with certain things and very mean about other things Fuck off what you're not very generous with your time for example but my time is precious yeah <laughs> you're not you're you're the one what of do you the- mean I don't want to see boring people. I le- I don't want to no. socialise for anything longer no. than an hour. No. Well, you're mean with your... You're not generous with your time for certain... No, but money and things. Let me think about this. Hmm. I was expecting the answer. Yes, darling, you're so generous. I thought, that was, I thought a good thing about me was that I was generous. And therefore, I must have low testosterone. I think I'm manly. I think generosity, the column would be, and I think could still, I could do it. Generosity is the most manly attribute. I thought my, my father was very generous. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he would always pick up the bill for everything. Not in a showy or flashy particular way because he wasn't that rich, but he would always, you know, um, things like uh, Katie, my old girlfriend, always remembers coming around to our house and my dad always opening champagne and stuff. And he was always, he'd always buying people things, gifts and generous and always never made anyone pay. And, and I thought that was very manly. And I thought I would be impressed. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Do- I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I hesitated at the beginning. You are incredibly generous. So and whenever we have dinner with friends, whenever we go out, I pay, pay for everything because... And I pretend that Rupert Murdoch is going to pay me back. So, you know, I, I, don't, I feel bad when I take people out to eat and it's expensive. <laughs> we were given all that fish for free. Yeah. You were a bit weird about me giving some of it to the neighbours. I was weird about the way in which you wanted to give it to the neighbours. We were sent a, a wonderful stock of fish, okay, um, from, a, from, a, 
from a friend who's in the fish business. And this fish all arrived. And when it first arrived, I was a bit scared because it wasn't packaged. It was a massive bin bag with like a whole cod in there the size of a child. It was literally just like a net of fish, random fish. And there were 48 scallops in there. And there was there were just there was slithering turbo, around. Like, there was a lot yeah. of fish flapping about. And I didn't really know what to do with. It. I went, ah ah ah. And and I thought, what are we going to do? Before gradually wrapping it up, labelling it, and freezing it, and eating it, it was delicious. And Nessa said, I'm going to give some to Connor next door. But once I'd mastered the fish, I I was a bit. You right. suddenly didn't want to give any of it away. I thought I that was a little. But odd. then you wanted to give it to him, saying, "We've got all this scary fish. We don't want here. Have some. I think it might be." trout which i didn't want to do because i thought when giving it away one should say no it's actually really nice fish mm-hmm. and label it correctly no but that wasn't meanness on your part that was some that was something else was going on there so you would write you want to I write a column yeah. about generosity is important and being stingy is awful it, it, it is a rich seam to to mine for, for any column about it. money is incredibly emotive divisive subject especially when you get down to like little petty amounts it is can i also just say about going to college and i'm not going to make this whole thing about being a jew is slightly different i between the ages of 17 and 25 quite often i would get around in and then someone else would get around and someone would go i think it's jars's round and i'd go uh i know i've got the last one oi jew like that i would get when they rub their noses with their fingers and i know the world's a bit less racist now but i used to buy more than my fair share of rounds mm-hmm. for fear of people pointing out that i was a jew mm-hmm. and they were my friends i mean i some of them are still my friends and they probably wouldn't do it now but i saw but they did it then in 1988 uh, and there was a thing where you would be worried about being called out as a as a stingy yid if mm. you didn't pay more so I just anyway. really feel like this has been quite an intense therapy session for you this morning and that's fine I'm happy to play that role I'm just so sober we used to be hungover on Wednesday. it's true it's true it's just ridiculous we used to we have did... gopping hangovers all the time I don't yeah. think we even drank on Saturday when we were allowed to Oh, Saturday was when you when you cracked out that rum cocktail. Oh, brap. Okay, fine. So we, that was quite nice. It was a rum old fashioned. Oh my contained god, I mainly I rum. Not enjoy while my... watching some Attenborough, which I can't even remember with I, the children. I, I'll just get another. Yeah. Anyway, no, but I Those hadn't drunk on Monday or, or Tuesday. We didn't drink on Sunday. No. Or Monday or Tuesday. Well, last night I had two glasses of that nice. Over, I said, not really... well, I said at five o'clock, I said, I really want to have a glass of wine. Can you help me only have one? And you, and then you didn't. You just, you cracked out another one and said, do you want another one? And you didn't have it. And I didn't have it, but you didn't help me not have another one. If you'd said, yes, I do, I'd have gone, ha ha, you can't have one. <laughs> There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about 
work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I went for my vaccine and... First of all, I bumped into an old friend, Susie, like in the queue. I've been lots of people that I knew, which is really nice. Then I bumped into plenty of time readers because when I got my option, I got my option. I got my text saying, do you want to have it Fleet Road in Hampstead or like drop in centre in Kentish Town? And I thought, yeah, it's a bit like going to Oxford instead of going to right. like, Bristol. I'm going to yeah. meet better class of people up in Fleet Street right. for Fleet Road. Fleet Road. So I went to Fleet Road. It was so efficient and wonderful. They were just so cool. There was sort of a combination of NHS workers and then just loads of volunteers. Right. It was like, it reminded me of the 2012 Olympics, which I covered for the paper. Mm. Do you remember when they had the, all the volunteers running things? It was like that. Everyone is so kind of up for it and great. And I just thought, this is absolutely fucking marvellous. Um, the, the, there were lots of queues, but they moved really fast into a sort of like an exam hall. Had slight kind of right. exam flashbacks because mm. you were in rows and you went forward and you sat at a little. And desk. that was before you'd had the Oxford jab, which <laughs> obviously you really paranoid. It's going about. to be tough like an exam, but luckily I've prepared. Luckily I've done. I've been working every single night for a month. Can I have more paper, please, Miss? <laughs> <laughs> I filled in my form really, really quickly with some extra jokes. Actually, I tell you what I did do on my form. I slightly graffitied it. Uh, oh, I did post it on Twitter oh, on the ethnic God. options. Because of reading David Baddiel's book, Jews Don't Count, who points out that it's just not a respected ethnicity. And they literally, there were 28 possibilities and Jewish wasn't one of them. So I put well, despite, other... Despite there being lots despite, of... Lo- despite David Baddiel living two minutes yeah. walk from the centre. But despite also there being lots of evidence that... that, that um, now, how am I going to phrase this carefully? That uh, there are certain... That Ethnic things that, that, that... That only happen to Jewish people, basically. What? Well, there's a, there are like they're more prone to your complaining about being ill. Do you know I made a very very good. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, hey, I don't want this? You call. I got a cough. You stick it in where? I don't know. I can't. The other arm. Oh, can, can it, in my leg? Can it go? No. The, uh, the, the no. I made one of the world's all-time great <laughs> jokes. Okay. So I bumped into Susie, my friend Susie in the queue. Susie, I've known for years. Susie's obviously Jewish, uh, and I hadn't seen her for about ten years. We, were, we used to we knew each other in Paris and, and uh, we were chatting about things and she said, do you, do you do anything Jewish with your children? And I said, I shout at them, <laughs> which I thought was like just a fucking awesome joke. Uh, and then I said, no, but some, we know we do Passover every couple of years if it comes around. But anyway, so anyway, I put, other, I put Jewish down as my thing. So you, you wrote it in, did you? I, but other than I wrote Jewish. Jewish had, yeah. it, I mean, I've, I've got... I, I even I took a photo of it. I wasn't angry, but I was a little bit angry. Uh, so it's white British, mixed white and black African, Asian, Asian British, Pakistani, black British, British Caribbean, black, black British African, Asian, Asian British, Bangladeshi, mixed white and Asian, mixed white, uh, white Irish, white. I think, for, come on, it's a fucking ethnicity. Right. And just because we're rich and clever and complain a lot. Anyway, so I went and had this vaccine. And it has had a side effect. And I have a headline for this piece. And then we have to drill back from there. The vaccine has a side effect. It's made me pro-Brexit. 
Uh, and that has been happening for a couple of years. Now, I voted Remain and I love the European Union and I speak two of its languages almost fluently and a couple of its other ones. You do not speak German fluently. Yeah, sicher. Warum? Ich habe ausgezeichnet Deutsch. As you can do. Ich kann Deutsch sehr, sehr, sehr gut. Sehr gut. Gesprechen. Ja. Guck ein Geschenk auch nicht ins Maul. Als Gregor Samsa eines Morgens aus unruhigen Träumen erwachte, fand er sich in seinem Bett zu einem ungeheuren Ungeziefer verwandelt. Is that the beginning of... The only book I know in German. Of... Uh, the Verwandlung. The changing metamorphosis. By, yeah, yeah. It is. Did you... What, did you get it? No, but I've heard you do that little party piece a couple of times and it's sunk in. Yeah. Um, wo ist anyway. die Heldenstelle, bitte? Hast What? du einen hier zu austeren? Wo ist das Bahnhof? Zwei Bier, bitte. Yeah, wir lieben die Europäische Union in dieses Haushalt. But... So the point is, I went off to have my vaccine in the morning that these fucking cheese-eating surrender monkeys are going oh no i don't want this i will not have this vaccine it will make my blood to clot and they're all across europe this organization this thing this federal turd that we were part of which i wanted to remain part of and remained part of and didn't vote for boris at any stage because he wanted to leave it because i thought staying in it was good this the, the fucking klutzes are all rejecting our virus uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> They wish they could reject yeah, our not, virus. Oh, it's the Kent variant. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's our virus. It's the Chinese virus. It's not yeah, ours. It's not They're rejecting our vaccine because they... I'll come back to why. When I went to the thing, I asked what the... In the queue, I asked them what the... Uh, the first one, I asked, which one is it? And a nurse said, it's the AstraZeneca and it's all we've got. And she was like clearly annoyed everyone had asked her. Right. Uh, our friend Mima was saying last night that she thought that she, she'd been bumped up her queue because there was a, the takeoff is falling away. Because she, this is great news for me. Yeah, but I don't qualify for months. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go and queue up. Well, but Mima also lives in Dalston, where they're all fucking lefty European Union people. Right. So they're all because they're all basically French. They're all not having the vaccine because they think it's going to because it's not in a suppository they're <laughs> <laughs> quite right if sorry I can, if I, if I, oh it's clots of blood I won't ask this oh you put it up my ass, up my ass. Have it. Oh, oh this is different oh, oh slip it up the jack sea I don't care it is, who cares <laughs> if it's even gone add another one uh, the, uh, but so no and then but later down the queue when I got to the front of the queue the lovely Louise who gave me my vaccine She said, I'm going to vaccine you. It, it's the controversial one. She literally said. Really? And I said, it is not controversial to me. And so, look, and, and the, basically, this made me, I was just, I'm just sort of very angry. Um, they, they suspended it because of this, they think it causes blood clots, but there's no evidence at all. The number of people having blood clots who've had, the, have had it is, is not any higher than it would be in that anyway. Of the population anyway. And it made me... Uh, it, I think it's maybe pro-Brexit. It has reminded me about the Europeans and their hypochondria. They are, yeah. It is a continent of hypochondriacs. As you only tell, you get off the... When, when we went to Paris with the kids last year, you get off the train at the Gare du Nord and it's just pharmacies. It's yeah. green crosses. There's like six on every corner mm -hmm. going up there, taking, having their suppositories for this and their suppositories for that. Oh, I'm ill. I'm a little bit diseased. I'm a little bit sad. I have some more. And then, and then they won't have a vaccine. Because, so, and I don't want to be part of it. They're, they're so superstitious. Oh, it comes from England. I don't want this. It reminded me how much... It's the lack of logic, okay? British, the world of philosophy is founded on British logic. John Stuart Mill. That we have, we invented logic. The French, oh, I don't know what I do. It's terrible. And there's no <laughs> logic to not having the vaccine. The vaccine has no side effects. It's the best thing we have. It's yeah. I would have loved to have had the Pfizer one. Okay, because it also would be really good for my erections because they make Viagra. Right.
I had thought to do a column. I had a column last week that was my most kind of successful column, basically ever. It was bizarre, and I I just like to point out that even though we did not do the podcast last week, we did. I did help you with it. Yes, I know we didn't do the podcast because we had that row. How different is it from this? The readers wonder. But uh, it was and, worth and I wrote my column about. I'm not going to tell you what I think about Piers Morgan because I don't dare. That's right. And like insofar as Twitter matters, which it doesn't. Uh, it was sort of huge and like and, and it was loved on what was kind of amazing was that my first person who really liked it was Toby Young and who tweeted great column charts oh, oh God. fuck yeah. it's a column which appeals only to the lunatic right wing uh, fringe and then James O'Brien tweeted awesome column and I thought oh fuck it only appeals to the lunatic centrist lefty fringe. and then and then Piers liked it or didn't like it it was hard to say uh, and, it just like, it just, no, and it was just really really successful um, and it made me think, and I was writing about something sort of serious. So it made me think maybe I should, instead of doing frivolous stuff, and I think I think the vaccine has a side effect. It's made me a Brexiteer. Right. It's like a good headline. But that is, but that, but but the the, the pro Brexit proof in the pudding, it, the vaccine being in the eating of the pudding for the proof in the pudding, has been rumbling along for for a yeah. while, but nobody has quite articulated. I it think, yet. yeah, and this is going to be this thing, and it's going to have this satirical element because I've actually had the vaccine, and is it something in the vaccine? Um, I don't know. But listen, but I, but until that came along, uh, I, so I thought I should write a serious column this week because last week's semi-serious column was really successful. And as you know, when, with my column, there is an expectation of zingers. And my editor, Mike Smith, will go, if I say anything serious, go, hmm, will there be any zingers in there? Will there be? There's the worry that it won't be funny because I'm paid to be funny. And they've already got... Janice being doing serious issues and Matt Paris doing quite serious things, uh, and so I, llamas. I have to be sort of funny. No, he does, he does the llamas. In the do you week. know what I think? Do you know what I think now? I think I think your thing in your head, your slightly traumatized thing in your head, where every column that you, because what I think once or maybe twice, Mike Smith said, "Are there?" And zingers doesn't mean funny. Fine. Okay. In that case, I and I think I think your natural kind of hoop jumping. Uh, uh, tendencies because of your traumatic childhood and your horrific schooling has left you feeling like unless you toe the line absolutely while also being a massive rebel you're going to be fired which isn't the case so I think you can relax about the zingers and I think you should write whatever you feel you can work up the the biggest head of steam about and I, I, I I've got to say I think your twitch can I just explain what the idea is? Yeah, I'm, I'm about to people, invite you to explain I don't know what you're going to, to say about the Twitch, idea. but basically there's a story that a lot of the people are developing Twitches in lockdown. Particularly? Girls. Teenage girls. Particularly teenage girls. By the way, when I start talking about Twitching, I can't help licking my lips and sort of slightly stretching them, which you, va- you sometimes notice and sometimes don't. You do it but in the my, car. My, um, what? You do it in the car when you're driving. Really? And you think I'm not listening. Yeah, I'm don't not Luke is not going to be a good look for you if you continue to laugh at my Twitch as I tell the story of I'm my. Not la- I mean, never laughing your Twitch. You do, you Mr. Shall- Blinky. Let <laughs> <laughs> the record show that she blinked a lot at me right in my face. Yeah. Um, between the ages of about ten and fourteen, my one of the things that made my life just fucking horrible uh, was that I had a terrible blinking Twitch. Uh, and and, and I, yes, I had stressful school. And not yes, a I- blinking Twitch, a Twitch where I blinked. It was my blinking twitch. It was my blinking twitch. Yeah. Even at 51, I found my wife has to mock me for it. Uh, I, no, I had a twitch and I used to blink really. I used to blink a lot. I was one of those, like, you know, the sort of earnest little Jewish kid. I can't, it doesn't really work on, on an audio thing. He's but, blinking a lot. But, yeah. I, but I just made me blink and I'd get nervous. And I'd talk to people and I would go blink, blink, blink a lot because for some unconscious reason. And they just said, fucking snap. People snapped that. People who you talk to about it said, why don't you just stop? Uh, 
Uh, my mother, who didn't want to think about it, said, oh, no, you don't. It's completely normal because that's what mothers do. Oh, you don't blink. And then I go to school and they would go, ha ha, blinky, blinky, blinky. And they'd people, my life was just people coming up to me and blinking in my face. Mm-hmm. And I developed then later a sort of lip stretching one, partly because I, I can feel the crack, which isn't there anymore in my lip, where I would stretch them like that. And you can hear it in my voice. And I can still, and I'd sort of go like that and then blink. And I look like, do you, you remember the video for Sledgehammer, the Peter Gabriel thing, where the faces are kind of moving uh, mosaic of it was like my face was like that fully animated just blinking and twitching like a really sort of hyper crazy nerdy Jewish kid <laughs> bling 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 and it went well, on whereas in actual fact you were a cool calm wasp in, in my, well, I, there was no possibility of passing for one as long as I had the twitch uh, and, I and still, you also wore glasses I didn't wear glasses yet that came later that was added that was good the twitch the, the glasses something to some extent basically it's my sympathy for these kids they, they are stressed out and they are twitching and no one gives a shit about twitches but they're really bad and they're a manifestation of mental health issues which are go untreated and that's what I suffered from and if you're a columnist now the way to really get to the top of the bunch is to talk about your mental health and some make yourself into a victim because a lot of the good columnists a lot of the columnists that are most highly regarded and most retweeted are people talking about their victimhood for one way or another I'm a victim because of this I'm a victim because of that and I was a victim of bullying and meanness and nastiness because of undiagnosed mental health issues which manifested themselves in my having a twitch. And I have got over them now, but you say I still sometimes blink. No, I, I would say I would say you're, you're, you're sort of... I would say your undiagnosed mental issues now can contribute to you being very sort of defensive and snappy and aggressive. I don't think... I don't think <laughs> Fuck off, it's not true. Uh, the, um, but no, but, um, no, but it's, I, I think... They the, said that the hypnotism was the one thing. Sorry, did I interrupt you? Go on. It's okay. It's all right. They sent me for hypnotism. Yeah. And I went, I went for hypnotism and I had some bloke called Gottlieb in Hendon. And I, I remember I was about 13 <laughs> and I, what is that? Yeah, my, my fucking teenage. And then shit. I went home. We had <laughs> and now we try the experiment. Around the fire and the mama said, no, don't. You have to say prayer before you eat those What things. do you think when I say the word penis? Yeah. Um, I went to Gottlieb, Gottlieb and, I, and, I, and I lay down and he did this kind of, you, you are falling asleep. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not. Uh, and I was the, I got vaguely close to a sort of trance, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to solve this. Listen, I had no friends. Everyone fucking hated me. Everyone mocked me. I was treated like I was disabled. I was at Westminster by this stage. I'm at this sort of super achieving school with fucking Louis Theroux and fucking Nick Clegg and all these other fuckers, and everyone just thinks I'm a disabled little Jewish twat because I'm blinking and twitching and can't really hold a, hold my fucking face together. So my mother sent me for hypnosis and I went for hypnosis and he was doing the kind of you are falling asleep and then about 20 minutes in I was just nodding off and the phone rang right by my ear like that and he, he was t- and he didn't answer it and then he, he hadn't turned the phone off and I just let up and then he gave me these tape, tapes to play. So I then had these tapes and I went back to my fucking boarding school and I had to try and lie in the dorm, find somewhere in a dormitory some time of the day when you can listen to your headphones to try and relax so that you don't blink so they don't all take the piss out of you for being disabled. Um, and I remember just sort of trancing out very slightly and then Gottlieb's phone rings on my tape. And on ah! your tape? And I leap up and yeah. So, um, oh, and, Gottlieb can go And help. it didn't really improve till I got a girlfriend when I was 16. And then I sort of relaxed. But basically, and whether or not it was because uh, my father used to hit me, whether it was because I was sent away to boarding school, whether it was because um, I was just, the, the stress of being at prep school, the stress of exams. I, I, I was very moved when I saw the King's speech. And, and it was the first time it had been suggested to me that, and I didn't know, and now we talk about stammers a lot, but that stammers are, are unresolved mental health issues and, and people have stammers and they get over it, but it, usually it comes from some sort of violence or some sort of fear. As a ch- and I had my twitch and I thought I would write about my twitch. Blink, blink, blink. <laughs> Fuck, I hate you.
You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a wireless studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of The Times or get a digital subscription. And for the full live experience, tune into my show on Times Radio every Friday from 1 till 4. Past Imperfect with Rachel Sylvester and Alice Thompson on Times Radio. A weekly series of in-depth interviews with high-profile figures examining how overcoming the challenges of their early lives shaped the people they've become. This week, the politician-turned-broadcaster Ed Balls talks candidly about his time in government, how he overcame the school bullies, and why he kept his lifelong stammer a secret. And I left thinking, I didn't know I was a coward. I thought I was not trying to put myself centre stage. I thought I was just trying to kind of not expose something about myself. But actually, I'm a coward. Past Imperfect with Rachel Sylvester and Alice Thompson. Ed Balls, in his own words, now available as a podcast. Listen on the Times Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.